Hello. Thank you for tuning in for episode two of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. And thank you if you are joining me on YouTube. Today, I wanted to talk again about anxiety. I wrote a blog post about it a few weeks ago, but it keeps coming up in my daily travels with parents and in schools. So I thought it would be important and a good idea to talk about it one more time. I was at a concussion conference last week that was put on by the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And it was a wonderful and informative conference. And one of the speakers was named Catherine Dalsgaard. And she specializes in helping kids who are anxious. And then I was at, I actually gave a workshop yesterday to a group of preschool moms. And as we went around the room and talked about things that they're struggling with, with their children, their younger children, uh, well, I should say young children, six, seven, eight, five years old, a lot of them talked about their kids' anxiety. And so I thought that it would be a good idea to share some information about anxiety and some more techniques and ideas that you can use to help you with your child who might be anxious. So a couple of things that are important to, to think about when your child is dealing with anxiety. It's very normal for a parent who has an anxious child that as soon as they smell the anxiety coming, they brace themselves and grip and tighten up and clench up because they know they expect what's coming. Another challenging situation for their poor kiddo and another challenging situation for them. And it's probably not going to be pretty and it's not going to be easy, especially if the parent doesn't have some tools in their toolbox. So one of the most important things that a parent can do when their child starts feeling anxious is to remain calm. That can be really hard to do, right? To remain calm when your child is digging in their heels. They're maybe refusing to go to school or they're nervous about a presentation that they have to do in school tomorrow, or they're just worried about a thunderstorm that's approaching. It could be anything that causes anxiety in our kiddos. And some struggle with it far more than others. So being calm when your child is feeling anxious is important, but it can be oh so hard. At the end of this video, I'm going to talk about something that will help you and your child during those anxious times. Another thing that is important to, uh, an important way to be when your child is feeling anxious is to be flexible. That doesn't mean having no boundaries or uh, routines, but it means keeping your boundaries and routines flexible for your child. You really have to um, incorporate that anxiety into the way you move forward because it's almost like having a third person in the room. Until you can get the anxiety to calm down 
and become more manageable for your child, it is like dealing with another person. So just being flexible with your routines and your boundaries and your expectations with your child during those times is important. It's, uh, using clear communication to help your child understand what is expected and what the plan is moving forward is very important to help give them a sense of grounding so that they at least know what to expect. Another thing that is helpful, so now I'm going to really talk about different ideas that can help your child to manage their anxiety or help you to help your child manage their anxiety. It's really important for these kiddos to have some tools in their toolbox so that they don't feel like anxiety is controlling them all the time. Some ideas to be used for younger kids is something called a worry jar. And a worry jar is something I used with my daughter when she was young, seven or eight years old. And this is a routine that we did for a while while it was needed for her. At night, at bedtime, we had a little bug catching jar, a clear bug catching jar with a screw on lid. And so each night at bedtime, I would ask her what worries she had because we would, she would tell me her worries and she would literally pull the worries out of her head and I would unscrew the jar and she would put them in the jar. So she would verbalize her worries and then take them out of her head and put them in the jar. And then I would screw the jar lid on and then we would say a prayer to God and ask God to empty her worry jar by the morning. And every morning when she woke up, the worry jar was empty. So this was a great way for her to feel like she was able to release the grip that the worries were having on her. It was really, really effective for her during that time when she was about that age. Another thing that she liked to do sometimes during that time was to, well, she sleeps with a fan for white noise. So some nights she would want to take her worries out of her head she would articulate them first and we would talk through them. And then she would take the worries out of her head and throw them into the fan. And as she threw them into the fan, she liked imagining having a visual that this one object worry was going into the fan and then it was getting chopped up into a lot of little pieces so that it was no longer a functional thing anymore and it was just a pile of rubble on the floor. And that really helped her too. And then one of the moms at our workshop last yesterday morning, she talked about a worry box. So one thing that she does with her daughter is she's helped her daughter to see that she has a worry box inside of her head. So as the day is going on, if she has any worries come up, she simply puts the worries during the day into her worry box. And then at the end of the day, she doesn't actually do it at bedtime. She does it a little bit before bedtime. But when there's a quiet moment, she will ask her daughter if she would like to empty her worry box. And then this gives her daughter an opportunity to express all of the things that worried her 
during the day and really empty her box and clear her mind of those worries. And her daughter finds this to be very helpful in managing her anxiety. So these ideas work really well for younger kids. But for older kids, a few ideas are to, again, talk through their worries and make sure that your child, no matter what their age, understands the symptoms of anxiety. So anxiety can be a rapid heart rate, increased breathing, you know, rapid breathing, a feeling of tightness in the chest, shortness of breath, muscle tension, perspiration, you know, sweating under the arms or having sweaty palms, tacky, clammy, sticky, sweaty palms, GI distress, stomach upset or nausea or a feeling of butterflies in their stomach, a dry mouth, lots of swallowing or your voice feeling a little shaky, racing thoughts. That's a big one with anxiety, irritability, fear, a sense of impending doom, um, these and trouble concentrating. These are some common symptoms of anxiety. When a child or an adult is having a panic attack, when the anxiety has really gripped them and is now fully in charge and possessing them, they can feel like they're dying. So this rapid heart rate or the flip-flops in the stomach or the increased breathing can literally feel cause the, the person to feel like they're having a heart attack or they're dying or they feel like they need to go to the emergency room because they're not going to survive. And this is really when the fear, uh, the anxiety has tipped the scales and is now running out of control for the child or the adult. So understanding these things, it goes a long way to giving the, the child another tool to manage the anxiety when it shows up. Also, recognizing what anxiety looks like in them. So for example, my daughter, who's now a teenager, she understands that when she starts with what we call the what ifs, that is a sign that she's getting a little bit anxious over something. So for example, if she had a, um, a school presentation coming up, she might start saying to me when we're talking, mom, what if I forget what I'm supposed to present? What if everybody laughs at me? What if I say something stupid? What if I trip walking up to the front of the room? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What if all these things happen? And so as soon as I become aware of that, I say, oh, you're doing the what ifs again. And then she says, oh, and many times that alone is enough for her to snap out of the anxiety to recognize that these are not rational thoughts that she's having. These are anxiety driven thoughts that are not productive and not helpful for her. And many times just becoming aware of it before it gets really out of control is enough to help her kind of get a handle, get on top of the anxiety and and, and manage it. And then getting educated on the thing they're anxious about. So for example, I used to be anxious about the idea of flying 
in an airplane. So I went through a few years before I really understood anxiety well. I went through a few years where I felt like I was in a panic for the whole flight leading up to getting on the plane and then the whole time on the plane. I would constantly be looking at everybody else to see if anyone else was freaking out the way I was inside. Does anybody else look like this plane is about to go down or is it just me? And as long as everybody else around me looked like they were fine, then I, I was able to not completely freak out. But then the more I learned about anxiety, I thought I was actually sitting in the airport one day waiting to board my plane and feeling a little, you know, the flip flops and the butterflies and a little bit hot under the collar. And I decided to Google what, how, how do you manage fear of flying? And one of the things said, get educated about what happens on the plane. So it really broke down the different noises and bangs and bumps that you hear and you feel and what they actually are and that they're totally normal. And so I found that once I was equipped and armed with that information, I got on the plane and I had a smooth flight. The flight itself was smooth, which was wonderful, but I also felt calm and smooth on the flight because as we would hit turbulence and the plane would wiggle a little bit, I would just, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, this is the end, I would just think, okay, this is turbulence. This is all normal. We're going through clouds. We're going through air pressure changes. This is nothing to be worried about. So really getting educated on the thing that is causing the anxiety is another way to help manage and get on top of the anxiety so that it doesn't get on top of you or get on top of your child. These are all very um, powerful ways that we can help our children manage their anxiety. And kids can have anxiety about all different kinds of things. Uh, some common ones are anxiety about test, taking tests, anxiety about going to school in general, anxiety about speaking in front of the class, anxiety about sports or an upcoming game. These are some common ones for kids or a performance of some sort in the band or on stage in a play or something like that. So these techniques and tools that I shared with you today are a great way to help your child manage any of those kinds of anxiety. And help them to kind of move through their lives with a little bit more calmness and peace and a little less frustration and irritability and tension and drama, really. So the one thing I wanted to share, the one final thing I wanted to share with you today is something called box breathing. This is a great technique and you can teach it to kids very young all they have to do is be able to count to four. So if you would like to try it with me, we can do it together now. So I just want you to take a moment and close your eyes. And then I want you to visualize drawing a box in the air in front of you. And so as we begin breathing, we're going to breathe in for a count of four. And when you breathe in, Imagine drawing the line of the box up on the left-hand side. 
Breathe in for a count of four. When you get there, hold your breath for a count of four and draw that line in your mind's eye across the top of the box. Then breathe out for a count of four and draw the line down in your mind's eye. And then pause for a count of four before you breathe again and close that box. In for a count of four as you go up. Hold it for a count of four as you go over. Out for a count of four as you go down. Over for a count of four as you wait to take the next breath. If you can help your child do that four or five times, it can be really effective to calming that rapid heart rate, uh, that rapid heart rate, to calming and slowing down their breathing, to slowing down those racing thoughts. Because when they're really focusing on counting, they're concentrating on counting to four and drawing that box in their mind's eye. It really takes their attention and their focus off of the racing thoughts and gives them some, creates some space in their mind and in their lives to be able to kind of just calm down and, and break that, that vicious pattern of what the thoughts are doing to them. So I hope that these ideas will help you and your child if they are experiencing anxiety, help them to really feel like they can get a handle on this and they can really do what they need to do in their lives and that they're strong enough and capable, capable enough and equipped now with some new tools for doing just that. Thank you very much for tuning in and I will talk to you on the next episode.